There's a reason more pros choose redneck blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com. Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. It's me again, Tim, along with Dave, your host tonight. And uh, bringing on as guest tonight, we have Dirk Stark from Ballista, and specifically, we want to talk about the Ballista Bat Crossbows. So, Dirk, how's it going, man? Um, it's been a crazy since the re- launch in January. Um, we can't believe the response, the social media stuff. Um, you know, they came on having no hunting experience at all. The folks at Ballista did, and. Um, and looking at it, looking at maybe for the, the tactical market or the kind of, you know, the gamer market. And I said, no, no. I talked to Brad Rux over at Deer Deer Hunting. Brad's like, yeah, this is this is sweet. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when, when you first pick it up, you know, I've got, here's the reverse bat here. And you guys have seen this. This is how I have it set up for bow fishing. I don't know if you saw this cool thing. I bought a Picatinny rail mount adapter for a flashlight and put it underneath. So it's even oh, more compact, more Love compact it. now. Um, but I mean, I've shot 35 pound carp with this. It's just, wow. it's so fun. And, um, you know, as you guys probably have went through this battle for years is that, oh, is it, is it crossbow or regular bow or recurve or trad bow? It's that thing. I'm never, I was kind of an anti-crossbow person. I don't know if you guys were for years, but I was like, no, I'm not doing that till I'm 70, right? <laughs> um, and I'm just, it's just calling it what it is, right? And and crossbows have changed and evolved. But I mean, if you look around in my office, I mean, I shoot trad. Um, I've got a Matthews here. I've got a gearhead here. I, I shoot slingshot. I've learned to shoot everything all the time. And, you know, just different, there's different applications. And sometimes it's like, oh, I want to put on those pair of old jeans, Right. I want to grab this old bow or whatever else. And what I've learned about with this crossbow is that um, there are times that it's the perfect scenario for turkey blind or close tight action deer hunting, or, or we've got an outfitter out in New Mexico that chases mountain lion and, and bobcats with his dogs. Well, he puts it in his backpack and then he can run hands free after him. And so, I mean, there are some perfect applications to it. It's not the be all and end all for a you know 50, 60 yard crossbow, as you know, but um, man, the response now that we can talk about it, um, that it has some hunting application, it's really uh, retailers, you'll see this in large retail, major league next year. We're already getting some for this year that are saying we want it in now. So it's cool. But you know, the number one thing I guess that I wanted to come up with people and and you guys know this is that the original box said 420 feet per second. And I just want to address that right away and say, you know what? It's not, it's, um, well, here's the, here's the other one. You know, this is the reverse bat, right? 
and with the have, did you guys have this yet if not i need to send you one it makes awesome. it's a game changer right yeah yeah uh, that that foldable stock but you know this if you put in this really lightweight kind of straw 100 grain thing from from china in it it'll do that 420 but in reality you don't have any kinetic energy i think it's hard on the crossbow because it's almost semi-dry firing it so so what i use is that sting bolt 100 grain uh broadhead on it and that weighs in about 350 grains and yeah. with that my kinetic energy testing is showing it's it's testing out about 47 feet um of kinetic energy or 47 yeah. pounds of kinetic energy so you know 45 is actually legal for elk in many states i wouldn't suggest you know taking this on an elk hunt out west but you know 90 percent of bow hunters are shooting less than 30 yards you know especially turkey hunters are so this is the perfect application for that is that so what's your guys thoughts about it yeah, well well here's the deal so we played with it i had mm -hmm. a great time with it i think i did the video on both of them if i'm not mistaken yeah. um and in and i mean it's a great it's a great crossbow but what i want to do real quick because we mm -hmm. got people that are listening that aren't looking at what you're showing them oh um, sure i want to i want to go through real quick can you run through kind of the what this is and give the dimensions and all that kind of stuff because the the key oh, here the key the here is the power that you're talking about versus the size that they can't see right 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 you know you mean i have a face for radio i was really hoping it was going to be video guys <laughs> oh Come it's on, both no it's, it's both. definitely yeah. both but we got a lot of people that listen without yeah, the video and we got a lot of people that listen with the video so yeah you i I'm like you guys you guys are killing me so <laughs> so what ballista is what ballista is we have two crossbows one is the bat the original it looks like a crossbow in the sense that it the limbs come back to you like a crossbow does but it's a pistol sized crossbow with a foregrip in it that um it feels in your hand like a little ar you know like a little assault kind of thing but in reality um it is i'll tell you the dimensions on it specifically i'm pulling them up here but it's um, what is it? Sixteen inches by five inches. Okay, so so and it's um, this this bat. Um, oh no, the other one, the one I have set for bush fishing, has hundred and twenty pound limbs, um, with it. But when you go to draw it back, this is the cool thing about it is that I like to tell people it's different than all other crossbows because it has this like, I I want to call it like a, a chainsaw start to it or it's a great uh, way to describe it actually yeah, yeah or or like a slingshot but you pull it back like you would a, a chainsaw or weed whipper right <laughs> and you pull it back and just like you're drawing your bow so it's about a 40 pound pull to that but it it's you know with the 130 pound limbs it's you know it's shooting 250 feet per second so that the regular bat um is you know i would say it's comparable to a 50 or 60 pound bull you know, as far as feet per second on it and things like that, your your range is going to be that 25, 30 yards max on it. Um, but it it is so compact and so tight, but you cock it um, and the it's not like other crossbows where it's got this built-in cocker. You just pull it like you're pulling a slingshot almost. You're pulling your bow and it retrieves back into it. Um, you can uncock the crossbow that way as well you pull it back shut the safety off and click the trigger and slowly release it and i think that's a really cool feature about this 
about these crossbows is how they cock, how they uncock their compact size. And um, the reverse bat is 150 pound limbs and the limbs reverse the other way. So that's a little bit longer, but we also recommend that this is kind of our hunting crossbow and you can get a foldable stock added to it. So some states require a little bit longer length. So foldable stock is a, a great thing. Um, this one actually, if you're watching, you can see how it folds up right underneath it. So it packs in your bag. Um, it just makes it life a lot more stable on it. Um, you can, it has a, a Picatinny rail mount on the top. So you can add your favorite red dot site or you can buy one from, from Ballista too. And I'm shooting, you know, at 25, 30 yards, I'm putting, you know, a half dollar groups in um, with five bolts. So it's very, very accurate. Um, what else do I want to say about it? You know, you can add a bow fishing attachment to it. That's, that's pretty sweet. Um, you know, we've taken uh, deer, turkeys, hogs, mountain lion, bobcat so far. I really want to have someone kill a bear with it because, you know, if you're hunting bear, most of the time you're looking at 10 or 20 yards anyway, if you're hunting bear over a bait. So ideal, ideal situation for that. You got it, man. And you, you said um, you were talking a little bit about the decock, decocking of that. And I yeah. gotta say, I, I, I personally don't think I would ever use it because it's so fun to shoot. I'm going to shoot it to decock. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that's the other thing that people, if you've ever shot a, a crossbow that's shooting 400 or 500 feet per second, you put it up to your, your, you know, put it up like you're sighting it in and you, you're kind of shutting your eyes and wincing for this thing to explode in your hands because it's so loud and so much movement. You're like, I'm going to lose a finger. And you know, what's your thought about this? How, how, you know, when it shoots, you're like, what? Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. Um, there's no kick obviously yeah. on it, but I will say this the first time I shot it, I think I looked at Dave. I think I remember in the studio, I looked at Dave and said, wow, that that's, pretty darn fast that's unexpected for that side right for that size you know and the, um so we and we looked at it we put it through the chrono and like you said um yep. you know we, the, the box didn't match but but yeah. you, but the speed that it was coming out of uh definitely a huntable speed um right. the the bolt itself remind me how how long is that bolt because it, it's got to be what eight inches or less oh hold on let me grab the real bolts um i'm gonna leave you here guys for a second no problem. Um, I got to go into my, my closet of goodies here. <laughs> so, so there's four different bolts, you know, to it. There is um, these practice bolts that come with it, right? These are the, I, I, they're just lightweight carbon. And they're, I think they're your backyard kind of stuff. Right on. Um, I use these for shooting ground squirrels. And if I find it, I find it. If I don't, I don't, right? It's not... Um, you can't adjust the tip on it, but um, the sting bolts now um, you see here, these are actually basically a, a, a micro diameter arrow, 0.166 micro diameter arrow. Um, and I suggest putting in either the aluminum, extra aluminum insert or stainless steel insert for more kinetic energy. Gotcha. Um, but these are, they come in 13 inch and now we're offering a 16 inch because there are some states that require 16 inch bolt. Yeah, and that makes. I mean, you think about some of the other crossbows that are on the mark. Cross crossbows, not the not the handhelds that we're talking. Yeah. about. You think of some of the other crossbows, their bolts are just as big, right? And so you're you're getting that, but in a much smaller package, right? right. And, and it's and it's portable, 
it is fast and, and I can attest to that. I shot it. We shot it through the Chrono. You guys can check out the, uh, the videos that we have on all that stuff, but it's, um, it's a very cool product, Dirk. I have to say, I love this stuff. I really do. It, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that like, you know, I've been shooting crossbow for a long time. Right. And in shooting crossbow, you know, I've seen everything shot, everything that's out on the market. There's some cool stuff that comes out every year, but this, this is one of those things that like put a smile back on my face when I started shooting it. Cause it, it's, it's fun, it's but here's fun. the deal because I've seen, I've seen other ones like this and yeah, they're right. fun, but, but they're, they're not, not functional. Deployed. Yeah. Right. right. So you got everything in one package here where it's fun and functional um, where you actually could use it for hunting. And, and that's yeah. what I love about it. Um, we, I, I love that you can put your own broadhead on there if you want. Right. 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 Um, right. so you know, you can put your own broadhead oh. on there and shooting yeah. lo- you know, hard enough to actually oh. be able to kill look, a big look, game with it. Look, look at the it's uh, crazy size comparison of you know, a full size. And if you're not going, you know, depending on what you're doing with the crossbow, you know what I mean? Like, this could easily take advantage of this whole thing, yeah. Know? It's like right. if, you're, if you're a Call of Duty player, Dave's holding up an LMG versus an SMG, basically. <laughs> Here you go, right? Right. so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. Actually, it's so funny. I just had the boxes for this in here. And Ke- I told Kevin, he had them right here. And I said, I said, can you move those? Because uh, I need this area for something else. So he just moved it and I can't find them. It's got the reverse. Oh, there. Like, yeah, yeah I, I have that in there. Dirk, I want to say this too, because we, we talked about the cocking and decocking a little bit. Um, I know you said it was 40 pounds, but I, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, I didn't I didn't think it was anywhere close to no. that. Was doing. Right. Um, right. It doesn't feel like that. I mean, it's let's not... talk about uh, distance though, real quick. I just, I was curious. Mm-hmm. Cause so my son, uh, we were here one day and my kids, uh, they, they, they see these and they instantly want to shoot them. They're like, Oh, right. I, can we shoot those? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Shoot whatever you want. You know? So yeah. they pulled this out. They pulled the reverse out. My son had the reverse one and we had, and I was trying to find the arrow. That's where I walked away to look for the arrow for it. And I had that arrow. You had the stinger. I think you said it's called. Yeah. The stinger, and, yeah. I threw on it a rec broadhead uh, fixed blade and he was at about 15 yards and I told him, you know, shoot that Turkey decoy. You know, we have a 3d yeah. decoy. He shot and it, it actually punched through both sides. And I was like, right. dang, cause he goes, dad, can I use this for, for deer hunting? And I said, I don't know. You know, I, I let me talk to them guys. I'll have to call them and talk to them about distance. And, and when it passed through that, that decoy, I was actually very impressed. Cause I was like, sometimes a compound bow doesn't even pass through it. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. So my question is what, what are we looking at for distance on that? Like, is that 20 yards is about right? Is that too far, too short? Can it go 30? Like, what's your thoughts, I guess, on this? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, my experience is 20 yards. I can hold a, a, like a golf ball size at 20 yards at 30 yards. It opens up. Um, and I, I'm just, you know, I'm one to really be honest about things, um, that the veins on the, on the sting bolts, when you first get them, they feel kind of floppy and rubbery. Right. So, so there's another company that I work with called flex fletch. So mm-hmm. I put their veins on refletched it for a little ah. stiffer and my, and my groups tightened up. I didn't get that kind of corkscrewing out at 30 ah. yards. Okay. And so that's, that's a change you can do. And so that'll, you know, that gets me to about, oh, I would say a grapefruit at 30 yards, which, you know, isn't bad, but I would say 20, 25 yards, if you're going to hunt and you're looking for that path. I mean, we've had pass-throughs on hogs, 150 pound hogs at 20 yards. 
So wow. again, but it's wow, shot that, placement. That, that's impressive. With that Tom. is good. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but it's shot. It's shot placement. You know, if you're going to shoot him in the shoulder, forget it. You know, right. you're not going to get yeah. that. But you're not going to get that with much of anything. So <laughs> right, right. But it, again, it, it's placement. But if you are are, uh, my job is really to educate the hunters on how it can be used because we don't want to just come out and say it's for every situation all the time. I just really want to be honest with it. And then you can have a whole lot of fun with it. Yeah, um, yeah. In fact, the re the retailers, I'm going to tell you that most of the time when you buy a crossbow at retail, you get three bolts, right? Maybe six. Yeah. But And so the retailers were talking about that. Well, what should we sell for bolts? And I said, you want to sell six packs and you want to have a lot of them because people are going to come back because it's so much fun to shoot. They're going to be losing bolts. Oh, it's yeah. not like your other crossbow where they shoot it once or twice a year. And they're good to go. Yeah, the something well, like this bolts, is easy. The to bolts play are with and... are are. I don't want to say cheap enough because it's not. It's, I never like using that word. That word. No. But they're affordable enough to be able right. to buy that many and not worry about it. Yeah. Right. Right. And if you just want to have really have fun, just get more of the practice bolts and just shoot the crap out of them. Right. Right. But on. if but but even the one six six sting bolts, they're not that expensive. And it's just good to have more because you are going to have, I, I have a shirt for the ranch that says, if the arrows ain't flying, there ain't no dying. And <laughs> that's definitely the it. case with this. Right? I like that. Um, so, so with this, so you, you would think, you would think uh, deer hunting, 20 yards, fixed blade, not a problem, should be fine. Not, not quartering, yeah. let's just call it, let's just call it broadside, you know, yeah, um, not moving. It shouldn't be an issue, right? No, no, you just have to plan for your just like anything else. You want to see your 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 own range. How well yeah. You know, if you put this on this pick rail that's on the bottom here, you can mount that onto a tripod. I put the on that yeah, field logic oh, yeah. tripod, and then you're rock solid, right? Yeah. Um, and if I do that, I see about a seven, you know, about a seven inch drop from 20 yards to 30 yards. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's why I say kinetic energy drops off after 30 yards. Pretty, I mean, it's just got a short power yeah. stroke. It is what it is, but it is lethal to 25 to 30 yards. You know, well, I think I think too something to can something to keep in mind when you're when you're thinking about all this. Um, the site that you have on there too, right? It's a red yeah. dot, so you're not you're not talking yeah. about a normal crossbow where it's got your 20, 30, 40, and it keeps yeah. in mind all those drops. You're gonna set it for that sweet spot at 20, and that's where I mean, anywhere between there and 20, you're gonna be good, right? So, right, right. Have so you that, guys? That's great. Yeah. So I set mine for you know 20, and what's interesting is that when I put the bow fishing um, bolt on here, it's heavier than the the sting bolt, and so I don't have to adjust when I bow fish because it drops automatically to shoot low angle. in the water. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really sweet that's feature cool. to. to to think That's about point. so we actually have that new you know this new red dot here instead of the round one and see so your field of view when you're bow fishing is just you never lose track of the fish that's awesome well i love that for bow fishing too because even if you only set it up for bow fishing if right. you sight it in in the water um yeah it's it's, it's dead on i mean it, right. and that's another thing when we were shooting it um we almost robin hooded an arrow because oh, yeah. it was it was that consistent of a shot if you're shooting it right so that, yeah. that's pretty cool. But I do know that there's going to be some squirrels dead this year when I'm, and, and one of the things I already know hundred percent 
this thing is going with me when I'm sitting in the sitting in the tree stand with my gun, um, <laughs> and that stupid little squirrel comes oh, out. Right, so I can Dude. take that thing out, and I'm not shooting anything, so I'm not scaring off any deer. Right, Tim. Um, and I don't have to. I don't have to listen to that squirrel running around thinking it's a deer. Let's just right. get a few more from them. We'll put one in each shadow hunter. Just leave it in there. So I that love way it. You right. I love it. When they, you know, and you can film it. It'd be a good video. Like, I love it. I, I don't know if you guys saw the post I did about uh, my Boone and Crockett. Uh, Boone and Crockett season, and I had six striped gopers I shot at 30 yards with this and lifting them out of the hole just like they were prairie dogs. Wow. I love it. I love Jeez. it. Yeah, and the bull fishing thing, man, that's huge in Michigan. I mean, we're from Michigan. I know it's big in a right. lot of places. They have some big tournaments up in Michigan for that. Um, and that's such a fun time, man, bull fishing. I mean, if, it, if you can go bull fishing in your area, um, highly recommend it. Right. It is an amazing time and it's just pure fun. And the thing to think about with this is, and I actually just did a video for Ballista about it, about how fast you can cock, reload, shoot, cock, reload. Yep. It's just as fast as, as using a traditional bow in it. Um, and yeah, it, it's, actually it's definitely it, yeah. quicker than a cross, than, than, a, than a full, well, I'll call it a full size cross. Right, right, right. Right. Definitely quicker than that for sure. We had a guy just post a picture for, he just shot two alligator gar in that 40 plus 50 pound range. And I'm like, he punched two those dinosaurs with it. Sweet. I love it. <laughs> so we're used to the, you know, before this came out, the only thing in the market that was similar to this would be the bear desire. And when bear had those, you know, we, we begged them to get them like, Hey, can we get a couple of those? And I have them here somewhere and they're fun. They're cool but they don't really carry with them any real power like right. where you could do something like what you see with these doing. And I'll never forget that when I first shot this, cause I, they, it came in the mail. I was like, yeah, right. This we'll see what this is all about. <laughs> then like I shot it and I was like, Oh my gosh. Right. The thing like was flat out 20 yards. It was like, ping up. So I, I had it in my house and my kid, my, my, my oldest son, Connor and myself were, I, I said, you know, shoot it. You know, once I dialed it in a little bit, I was yeah. like, you, you shoot it and I'll film you. And I filmed them. I put it yeah. on TikTok and whatever. But it was sweet, and he I could just see he loved it, you know. And even here, because I've been trying to get him trained to use a compound this year, and he because he's right. been using crossbow, and he's like, Can I just hunt with this? I want to hunt with this one because <laughs> it's so it. small, light, and effective, right? In his mind, it's like this is fits me perfect. I'm a kid too, you know, it's perfect. Right. Um, but you know, I'm like, I don't know, let me ask him, you know, just to make sure I don't know. And then I'm like, what if it's 50 yards, bro? What are you gonna do? You know, and so right. we had some decisions to make. But the cool is the cool part is. And I was, that's what I was talking to Tim about earlier in the conversation. We're talking about adding these shadow box hunters at these different spots mm -hmm. this year. So I'm thinking maybe that's an idea to keep one in each spot, you know, and just think you can lock them up. You lock the door and you leave. So right. I'll tell you what, it doesn't take up any room. No, that's for sure. Well, you, can hang and it, if, dude. you can put a little hanger on the wall and just absolutely. keep it right there. And if you know? you've got a fall turkey tag, you know, of course, it, it's a great way to zap. It's the quiet turkey. too. It's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah put us down man. for four more. Okay. All right. I love it. With a lot of bolts. Cause I'm going to, I think at hunt camp, Tim, I was going to say to you, I think it'd be fun if we did a shootout and try to go for 60 yard balloon pops. Like, you know, and no. if we can, if we can, if we can put, in, if we can put know, an area in. where if we miss, we can find the bolt at least that would be helpful. Right. Yep. Otherwise I'm sure you guys will hook us up with some, but like, we just got to find a way to have a backstop. So we don't lose the bolts. Like we got to set up that moving deer target again. That'd be fun. Yeah. Too. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think yeah, I'd be fun. Fun. But here's the deal. We're, we're doing a lot. Here's the deal, guys, and I want to I want to be want to be serious about this for a second, for those that are listening. It is a weapon, right? So right. we're talking about doing all this fun stuff, and it is fun to do, but you have to treat it like a weapon, right? right. And, and that is another thing. Like any bow or that, that or we did notice 
that we do look at for everything that we shoot because it's us shooting it as a safety yeah. side yeah. of of the of the equipment that comes in and you guys have it all uh there, there's no issues you're not missing anything you got the um you got the safety on the trigger or you got the safety on it so you can't shoot it um you got the finger guards all the good stuff that we always look for so i just wanted to point that out to everybody and just remind everybody i know we're talking about this thing being a ton of fun and it is but it is also a weapon so yeah yeah i'm going to show you this other cool feature here real quick hold on one sec it's uh sure. um oh here it is here so no other crossbow hat i mean if you screw up your other crossbow you break it or something like that the string on it you're kind of screwed i mean you have to go in and everything else but this is the only crossbow in the world i don't know did you guys get these we did, we did yeah yeah it's the i haven't seen it used though I it's used the it. only crossbow that I know of that you can put these two metal bars in and change the string or change the camps. Ah, and and cool. if I mean you can go to our website to see it too, but it's literally for the string. It pops in this little groove here like this, and pops in. I don't have my cheaters on, so I'm kind of doing this by feel. But for those of you who can watch, you put it in like this, push it together, and hook it. And it just took the tension off the string. So wow. I can change the, change the string. And you That's crazy. And then what you do is you take it this way, flip it around the other way, and you can actually change the cams strings. Okay. So, Got it. So it's such an easy thing to to work with and, and set up for those, those who don't have a bow shop to run to and stuff or repairs in the field. I mean, these two pieces of metal are super light, fit Portable in your pocket now portable bow press and it's the only crossbow in the world that i know that has that i've never seen it at all yeah that's crazy never not on a crossbow so. i've not only seen two bows that can do it the apa bows and the matthews the only two in the field now i know this has it for crossbow that's crazy i didn't know that yeah i didn't realize that cool. that's what that was that's crazy yeah what do you think it was like an antenna or something like that for wi-fi no i thought it had something to do with changing <laughs> the limbs Oh, they, sure. when i originally started talking to these guys back in the day they said you could change the limbs it was something yeah. about a limb change and it was very confusing i'm like to get the speed you know you're talking about that speed earlier right right so and you can use these and take the string off it and take the tension off it and then sense. change the limbs gotcha that, so, makes sense. that makes more yeah. sense but a very cool option that i've just was like after 30 years in the industry i was like what how yeah, do they make cool. it so simple so yeah i mean the engineering behind this is pretty pretty sweet Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. For sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So, Dirk, uh, tell us, you know, I know you represent more than one company. So, which companies do you work with besides uh, Ballista? Um, well, uh, there's a could... few. 
Yeah, there's a few. Um, you know, Flex Fletch Fanes, I sent you guys those silent yeah. lights. I got work to do on stuff. that. <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got some fletching to do. Yeah, I'm excited about that one actually. It's going to be fun. I, do you know the the story behind that? I Be don't. So Flex Fletch was the first non-feathered vein on the market in 1970. Wow, um, interesting. And they they actually came out with what was called the Pro Knock and they sold millions of the first plastic knock as well Whoa. Um, and, and actually we're looking at bringing this back because it's got a anti-pinch system in it that is just but it was made for wood shafts and aluminum arrows that were fluted right oh, and okay. so it kind of they kind of lost touch with it but we're actually we're doing some testing now on bringing that pro knock back into action because i mean tournament shooters from all over historically it was just I mean, it made the money for flex switch in the history, but, but why it's different is that it's a, it's a three-part polyurethane that's molded here in the U S um, instead of melted plastic, like an HDP. If you think about, I mean, in extreme case, HDP is, is like an ice cream bucket or melt carton. And yeah. if you bend that over, you get a crease and you get a weak spot. You can heat it back up, but you've got still got that weak spot. So in a vein, it's going to look like a broken chicken. But with our veins, the process they use is a rim molded process as well as this, this um, polyurethane. So it can stand extreme cold temperatures without cracking. But the biggest thing is you can bury it in your bow case. You can bury it in a target for months. You know, I'm just crumpling this vein up, you know, as we're watching here, you can see, and it will literally in minutes come back to shape on its own wow um, that's cool. self-healing self in a way right yeah right and we've done stretch tests where we can put this in a vise and stretch it literally about 12 inches and it comes back to shape where other veins will break and tear and and look like they're completely mangled that's crazy. um so this three inch vein from the silent night is about um is about the same weight as a two inch blazer so wow. for people concerned about FOC and weight on the back of their arrow, our veins are much lighter and thinner um, besides that. So that's, I really, that was, huh. that's really caught my attention on it was this being different material, a different process kind of thing. And then I, uh, A3 strings is another one, you know, their big thing right now is using yeah. that B99 fiber. Um, that's a straight dyneema. It's not a blend like all 456, 452X blends are. And then they have a different process that is increasing bow speeds in most cases between five to fifteen feet per second, just by just by string change. That's in, that's impressive, right? And so the break in the break in period or shoot in period on it, I need to get you guys a set is about nine to twelve shots. No, that's like good. instead of two to three hundred or five hundred yep. shots like other yep. ones, because there's their process takes out all movement. So. I work with that. I work with a Finnish company that's a dog care line. Um, do some stuff with Scree Gear. Um, who else do I work with? Um, uh, I'm getting oh Velvet Antler Technologies. Have you guys seen that yet? Have we sent it? You have I sent you any of that? The the fan lock yeah, or the velvet lock? Yeah, funny story there. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, no, we haven't gotten any, but we could use it. We know it's due, but um. So the the uh, the gentleman, what's what's his name again, Tim? Darryl? Remember that story that we were telling you about the recording? Yeah, that oh, was yeah. Him. <laughs> oh, that was Daryl. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be happy about it, but you have to talk oh. to him to see. 
Uh, no, I, that's fine. Daryl is um, Daryl's a great guy, but he um, is not very techy, um, and he is he'd rather hunt and rather yeah. run his business <laughs> um, and not uh, educate. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You could do. You could do a forum. We'll redo it. You could be. You could be the guest. There we go. That's well, an idea. Well, yeah, and, if you're up for it. That'd be fun. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, they have so many cool products. They do. Uh, um, that are, you're impressed. That are, Very impressed. Yeah. Um, that are just blow me away, and we're seeing that. You know, we hear comments on our on our posts about, oh, it's just crap. Or I've I've had these mounts for forty years and never had bugs or whatever. Right. Yeah. And Kevin and they're like, that. oh. <laughs> or your taxidermy is crap. And I'm like, let's see, Pat and Nicole can afford any taxidermist they want for driven. Right. And they've got bugs. Ray's hunting has bugs. Uh, Waddell has bugs. I mean, I mean, all these people that you wouldn't think or have, you know, bad taxidermy, they've got the best taxidermist in the world and, and they've got them, you know, they get them. And so it's, um, that's a cool product, the hide lock for antelope. Um and and bear the, for saving skins. It, the fan lock for turkey. Yeah, fan lock for turkeys. Oh, yeah, right. that was the most impressive. Yeah, because uh, and I and I say that only because I think people do a lot more of that stuff at home than the taxidermy. But it doesn't matter right. whether you do your own taxidermy or not. Isn't the point? Those products right. you need after that's done. It's maintenance. It's ongoing. Right. right. To make but sure the, that bugs don't but, get it in your your bones stay white all that stuff right but the velvet lock anyone that hunts out west or Kentucky or stuff um this product is so cool uh, we have taxidermists now buying it by 50 gallon drums because it, it's so much easier to use than formaldehyde or freeze drying and stuff like that and, and yeah. cheaper you know you spray it on put the tines up for three days in the sun uv is really what activates it and um you know, we've at shows, we have a mule deer that's probably 180 inch mule deer, all in velvet. Um, and that was done about 10 years ago in velvet lock. And it is so durable. We tell people run your hand up and down it and literally show consumer shows everywhere. Thousands of people have been doing it. And this velvet is just it's like it was brand new. That's awesome. Jeez. You can't beat it. We're having an so, issue here, actually, with the, the bear, Kevin's bear. It might be oh. bugs. I didn't even think of that till you said that because the bear's falling apart. Oh like, yeah, if the fur's falling out of it for sure. Yeah. Check the uh, you know the ears or anywhere there's stitching and seams in that. That's where they first go in is where there's where there's seams. Um, and then and that's because you know the old tanning used to use arsenic. Well, they can't use arsenic anymore, and so it it's not about a bad taxidermist. It's just about you know the old mounts had nasty stuff in them <laughs> they yeah, kill everything yeah. right so it wears so that, out yeah. too so yeah right so that's it's i'm really fortunate as a person that gets to handle branding marketing sales um and product development to work with so many cool companies that i get to find that are just like okay here's something cool there's something different completely di it's not just the same thing with a different color to it yeah yeah, uh, Kevin and I actually had a chance to uh, um, talk with the Ballista people at the ETA show. That was pretty cool. And uh, right. that was a fun experience. And I, I was talking to the lady there that uh, one of the owners. Elena? Yeah, and she was yeah. like, she's like, I was talking to you on Instagram <laughs> at the time. I was like, I'm like, oh, right. good. Now, now I know who I was talking to. It was funny. Right. No, it's good stuff. So, yeah, so I've that's what I get to do is I get to work with brands every day doing that kind of stuff and helping them grow. And, um, 
you know, get connected with guys like you and, and stuff. And then when I'm not doing that, I have that hunting ranch out in South Dakota. So that's, you guys have to come on out there sometime. Oh, don't, don't Kevin's dream. Kevin's dream right there. Don't threaten us. How many acres? How many acres? Uh, we're at about 20,000 acres. Um, (laughs) and it's archery only. And we have about 20 to 25 hunters on the property year. And that's it called Hell's Canyon bow hunting ranch. Oh my, I think I've heard of that actually before. What, you, what yeah. are you near? Um, we are in the northwest corner of S- South Dakota, north of Belfouche, south of Camp Crook, and uh, southwest of Buffalo. So anyone that goes antelope hunting in South Dakota knows Harding County, and we are right in the dead heart of it. Wow. wow so it's crazy. it's part Black Hills where we're at, part Badlands, uh-huh. part antelope country, and part creek bottom. So mule deer, whitetail, antelope, turkeys. We've got mountain lion and elk on the property, but no non-residents can't ever draw a tag. Yeah, so. pheasant out there too in that area? No, no pheasants. Yeah. It's, it's what is it that different. we would hunt? Mule deer or what would be the Yeah, mule deer, antelope, or whitetail or Miriam turkeys? Wow. Well, there's a lot of options there. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin did muleys out in South Dakota a couple of years ago. He couldn't keep up with them though. They're moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our property is a little bit different because I, some most people think of spot and stock mule deer hunting where you're just you're covering ground like crazy, and I just don't want the pressure. So we blind hunt or tree stand hunt and just keep the the pressure. Where do we sign minimal. up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. that's that's way better than what yeah. he's going to do. That sounds yeah. way hard. Yeah, it's. I was um, either walking up a hill or down a hill yeah yeah right i was hunting the fort pierre national grasslands yeah i mean you have to do that you have to try that and i every hunter that comes out i give them opportunity to to go up in the backcountry or whatever and after about four hours of doing that they're like i want to go back to the blog it was it was fun i just i just should have done it when i was 30 years old not when i was 60 right 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 yeah. So, so good stuff. So I don't know. So how did, you know, I don't know the story about how you guys got started doing this. Oh God. Oh wow. Tim likes dog crap. That's how. Um, <laughs> Tim likes dog crap. That's how. <laughs> um, it, well, it goes a little bit past that, but um, I, th- th- so this is how D- Dave and I have been friends for a very long time. We went to elementary school together middle school high he's not admitting any of this um (laughs) and so we always kind of like had this thing about doing a business together after we graduated college and we went to the Mm -hmm. same college together too um and so we did and it was a um it was a crappy company um (laughs) i say that because our our company was picking up literal dog shit (laughs) as a service and uh and so you know we kind of got um bored with it i don't know wasn't us makes sense right. it was it. kind of a lot of moving around you know yeah sold it and then um one day we went up to central for my birthday just to kind of rehash things hadn't been up there in a while that's where we went to to college and dave's like we should do a hunting a hunting website and i'm like dude i don't even hunt man like what are you talking about and he's like we started talking about it and it was it uh it was a great idea man and and so we started in in his garage and uh, slowly moved up and up the ranks into Kevin's basement where we are now. Uh, but it's right. an amazing, listen, Ke- Kevin is, Kevin has been, he's one of our, he's one of our uh, business owners as well. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, done an amazing job allowing us to do what we do in his basement. And I should probably thank his wife more than him. Um, Cause I know he likes this a lot. She gets more. the checks. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So that we, but that was what? Thir- no, we're going on 2012 years now. Right. Like 2012 Kevin came in. 2012? Right? Yeah. Well, that's when he came in, but we started oh, 2009, 2009. Yeah. So 14 years now. Wow. Yeah, Kevin was just retiring. He's like, you know what? I'll invest some money in this. It sounds stupid, but I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I'll invest and I'll build my basement into a hunting camp for us. It's there actually, you go. yeah. The basement's cool, man. This, Which this, was just this, an this excuse to sell his wife on it because he was going to do that anyway. Yeah. Right, right. right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That, that's where I'm at right now, too, is in mine. But yeah, I. it's kind of weird. People ask me all the time, you know, the staffers and pro staffers, how do you get in the industry? How do you do this? Or, or they, Oh, I'm going to get an Instagram page. I'm going to be instant celebrity. And I'm like, Oh man, you got to put in some time, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Long you know it's, you know, I got started 30 years ago making these things, these wing bone turkey calls. Nice. Oh my and God. Doing, oh, whoa, whoa. And doing seminars. Oh. oh, you haven't seen my other ones then. Look at this. Oh, yeah. I got some cool ones with the deer antler and stuff, but um, I was doing social media before there was internet <laughs> because I was, was, doing that, was that on a street corner? Yeah. No. Oh yeah. That's, is that mine? I don't know. Hold on. I got to put my glasses on. Raise it up a little bit farther. No, oh. no, we bought that. We bought that. New York. No, it's not. No, What's that gobbler head. It's good, but yeah, yeah I was. Uh, this is uh, ghost gobbler. Oh, ghost gobbler. Yeah. See, I quit doing these probably oh fifteen years ago. That's It's so funny you brought that up. I can't yeah. use it. I can't figure it out. I'm trying oh, to. Oh sure. All right, so, show Dave how to use it real quick, Dirk. Yeah. So. Here's the ones I was the last ones I was making like oh, this. Oh, that's right, sick. right, like this, and then that's I do cool. the scrimshaw work mm-hmm. on it. I like it to combine like them. Mike, Se- Michael Steve's a friend of mine, and he did a painting called April's Promise, and it had a big deer shed and turkey strutting behind. It. I'm like, how do I combine these two things together? And so I was doing some history, but literally. Oh, you know what. Your mic's cutting it out because it's a high pitched oh. sound. Oh, there you go. You, but you blow, so, are you doing you anything suck. special with you your suck. mouth, or are you just yeah, blowing you into suck. it? You, t- oh, you, you suck. A, yeah, you suck, man. You oh, suck, Dave, you Tim. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim. you kind of suck and smack your lips. Yeah. Yeah, I tried again. That's why I was trying to figure out that was the answer. I couldn't. No one was there to help me, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, but that's that's how I got doing this, and then. You know, then I got involved with Haydell game calls and stunt lock unbuckling decoys and then um, strut and rut energy shots. I launched that brand, commando game calls, and then the toxic broadhead with Chris Rager and Tacticam with Ben Stern. And God, we love Tacticam. Dang, good old yeah. Benny. What about yeah. uh, you mentioned the toxic? Are you still working with those guys once in a while? No, no, I, I'm Chris is, you know, involved with that pure whitetail thing and we parted ways and, and, Actually, he came out and hunted with me on South Dakota and killed a Danny, but that's a whole nother story. You'll have to ask him about the, his catch and release antelope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one. I like that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Had, uh, I never had a chance to test that broadhead. That's the reason I asked. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, 
it, we sold a lot of them. We sold a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing stuff right now a little bit. Um, a friend of mine has Triple Point Outdoors, the Clovis broadhead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on. He was on. Yeah, with the magnetic. With I the think magnetic. we had him on this season, didn't we? Yeah, he was on. Uh, yeah, he was the first or second episode. Right. Of spring. Yeah, yeah. Just a small guy, but man, that broadhead is awesome guy. Yeah, there might have um, been some backyard activity here just recently. <laughs> I love this. Is that the foot? The footy or whatever it's called? Um, no, this is actually the original Clovis. Oh, okay. um, I used but, the footy for turkey. Yeah. I was talking to him about turkey season, <laughs> and I said, I was debating. I said, this is what I said to him. I said, I need a turkey broadhead for turkey season. I'm shooting this new Elite Era. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Uh, sell me on why I should use your head. And he yeah. sold me on it. He's like, and I'm like, yeah, I go, will you send me a couple? He goes, absolutely. He sent it to me. I shot yeah. a turkey with it with Tim. We were sitting together. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. And that new carnivore, that fixed one, I, I shoot that in my trad setup on that carnivore. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it, it's just really fun to have a job where I can, like you guys, that you can get behind brands that make sense for you. You know, you've been in the industry long enough to go, okay, now that's not going to make it or that's whatever. And then you find something like the ballista or, or something you're like oh my gosh why didn't i think of that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it know? still amazes me the products that i've been around for a long time too that we still haven't like had a chance to experience yet as yeah. well. right because we always run into those companies like oh yeah we've been doing this for 20 years and we're like dude we just heard about you <laughs> yeah it's right. weird some companies don't yeah. believe in marketing it's really weird i don't well yeah know. like flex Fletch, um you know i've met them three four years ago at the ata show and and i said where are you from and they said minnesota i said no you're not i've never heard of you i've been in the industry 30 years i've never well yeah. we're really we're you know we don't do a lot of marketing we're really on the target side and the number one vein in the world is this little tiny ffp 187 1.87 inches it's a target vein wow. and you know mike schlosser sarah lopez uh the Korean national team, the Colombian national team. I mean, every Alex Ruiz, they're all using this vein. And, and that's, I mean, we're not paying them tens of thousands of dollars to use it. They're using it because they want because to. It works. And, yeah. 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 And, and I'm like, so I'm like, we have to tell the story because if target archers that rely on stuff to make money are choosing us, we got to tell the story. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah so cool stuff but yeah i mean we could talk about a lot of stuff i mean but uh, we don't really need to burn the clock either but unless you got <laughs> unless you've got some other stories here we we always we always love to talk you know uh, kevin's always also has a lot of stories he likes to likes to tell yeah. um usually about dave and i fall, falling off boats oh um, yeah but you know it's all it's all good but uh dirk no it it, it has been great i think I think we need to have you back on to talk about some of this other stuff. And I think one of those things is as velvet antler, if we can make that yeah, work. Right. right. That's some yeah. cool stuff, man. Yeah. You bet. Um, you know, do you guys know, um, um, what's the name? I, I'm just getting lost right now from, from elite. No pressure. Respect, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the joys of getting old um, from respect the game. Um, Larry McCoy. Oh yeah. Larry sponsors us with the scent. Um, that's right. So uh, he sponsors our show Elite. with uh, Scott, uh, Scott, Scott release. Yeah. So he's coming out to the ranch. He and Darren Christian are coming out to animal Dang. Hunt with me. Um, so, you know, if you guys 
When's that? See, on? that's what I want to tag along for. See, that's what we need right? to do. Like, we need to do a podcast when you guys are all together and just tell stories. Yeah, yeah, right. Because that's what we're gonna do. Is we're gonna and, and Dan Young too. Um, you guys, I don't know if you're on his um, outdoor radio call app, but we should get you on because he's oh. got all sorts of podcasts on his call Very app cool. as well. Yeah, we're so, always. Anyway, but yeah, I, I love to get together with people and talk and not no better place than deer camp or, or turkey camp. You know, a turkey camp in the spring, that might be something you guys want to come out for as well, because we have so many Miriams, like three to 500 of them roost right by the cabin it, all winter long, right? So Is it over the you, counter for the tag or for everything a... for archery for non-residents to over the counter. Or awesome. Wow. Sounds like a plan to me. And yeah, then there's no shortage of birds, but, but, um, shed hunting, even Kevin would get into shed hunting here. Cause you really don't have to walk that far. It's, it's there like picking up, Easter, it's like picking up Easter eggs. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's we'll, in a weekend, we'll it. find se- 75 sheds there in a weekend. That's awesome. Is there, is there any fishing on your ranch there? Um, we do have, um, some ponds for crappies and bass oh. and some decent sized perch. As well as um, we've got some wow. cray- crayfish ponds. So my hunters, one night a week, will have a little crayfish boil out Lish. there in the middle of South Dakota. Love That's it, man. Crazy. That's pretty weird. So is the yeah. land, do you own the land or you guys lease it or how does it work? No. So it's, there's a story behind that too that's a long time involving picking up about a 75-year-old Native American woman in the middle of nowhere and giving her a ride 60 miles and coming to the ranch and meeting this guy that, drove eight hours to meet us and said hey the hunt's on uh, on us because you gave this we heard through the native network that you gave that helped this woman out so the hunt's on us we were just coming to visit and three weeks later this guy died of covid and then the rancher calls me up on my birthday and says hey dirk how'd you like to work together i'd like to have you out here and i'm like wow and he said the place is yours. Take care of it. Invite, just bring out good people. That's all I ask. That's wow. awesome. Man. That's what That's I was going to ask you. I just, I assumed it had something to do with the Indian reservation because of the amount of space you're talking, but I wasn't sure. But in South Yeah, Dakota- we're not, yeah, we're not on the reservation at all. This is 20,000 acres of private land that's been wow. in their family for 100 plus years. Holy cow. Yeah. And, and Dan is a person you just want to get on a podcast with a bottle of, of uh, Pendleton. And their family was the first non-native family in South Dakota, first non non-native a baby born in the state of South Dakota, and they Gee. have he has more history than you can wow. handle. That's amazing. I and love. He it. makes me look like I should be in a nursing home. He goes that fast and furious. <laughs> we got to make this happen, Dirk. We got to make it do happen. They, do they ranch? Yeah. So he's got he had about a thousand head of cattle and got it down to about hundred and fifty. It's like Yellowstone. It, it, well, <laughs> hey. So speaking of, I got to show you this on my arm. Okay. Look at that. If you can Uh-oh. see that. Oh, you're there for life. Uh-oh. Nice tat. Uh-oh. Nice tat. Yeah. So that's our, our Hell's Canyon tattoo tat. And that's uh, awesome. I've had nine hunters get that tattoo after they left. Be careful. You don't want to go to the train station. They got you held down. <laughs> right. Oh, right. So it is, it is less definitely you're out west (laughs) it's not not the midwest anymore out there how do you guys travel around the ranch like like trucks or four wheelers or what generally did you use like is there um well you use side by sides um and that's what they do most of the time um but i've actually went to more e-bikes um Mm. 
and just keep the pressure as low as possible. Yeah, I mean, we have a whole acres. episode on e-bikes. But how big is twenty thousand acres? I mean, that's, that's it's, how many miles is that? That's some a- some of my lines are four miles from camp, and there's still another three miles south of the ranch. Oh my god! Like that's, that's awesome. crazy, wow. right? Is you know, we like went open plain, like high fence, or no? No, it's not high fence. It's open plain. Wow. It's all one chunk of private ground. And and what's crazy wow. is part of it looks like the Black Hills with the mountains and the big ponderosa pines with big draws that just drop down in nowhere. Part of it is Badlands country. Part of it's rolling Jeez. antelope country. And part of it's whitetail. Sounds like bottom. a best photo shoot place ever. Yeah, can I come out? <laughs> I don't even want to hunt. I just want to come out. To... I pictures. know. So my favorite thing in the morning is get the hunters out and get my cup of coffee and go sit up on the hill oh, and God. just watch the sunrise come this up. Is, this How is can I help you get the hunters out and have coffee? I'm going to be staying there for months. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> sounds so like called, my kind of place, man. Yeah, it's called Hell's Canyon Bow Hunting Ranch, and you can go to the Facebook or the website, Whoa. and it's really. I mean, I have people that I don't know come out just once in a while to fill it in, but it's really like Joel Maxfield, the guys from Analogics, Tim, guys from Maverick, you know, it, it Skip from Gearhead, Brad from Deer and Deer Hunting. It's all Skip industry was there? people. Well, Skip's <laughs> been there several times. Because Skip guides, Skip guides um, at the place that's um, Trophy or Trophy Trophies Plus, and they're only eight miles from us. Where, isn't Skip in Illinois? Uh, no, no, he guides in in Wyoming, Montana. But is he and from that, Illinois? Is he live in Illinois? Yeah, uh, he lives in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I can't remember yeah. where Gearhead was based out. Are they based yeah. out of Illinois? Or are they based out of Wisconsin? Then? Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Okay. And then um, Ryan Rotier is about eight miles to the north of us, and Aaron Snyder from Kafaro he guides there. So we're all we're all stacked up pretty close. That's funny. Are there any horses? There are some over on the neighbors. Um, but the only horsepower you'll see is our, our Can-Am Mavericks that do about 107 across the prairie. Jeez. <laughs> holy cow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a full ride adventure when you come out. I don't, I tell people I've never been to a guide and outfitter. I don't kill big stuff and I'm not a very good shot, but come on out. We'll have a good time. I can't That's imagine. It. That's the, what it's all about, man. I, I can't imagine the star systems you would see sitting there at night. Oh my God. Yeah. So I lost your mic here. Hold on. Oh. So, look, I mean, we don't have too bad of animals out there. So you're. That's cool. Wow. Sick. Wow. We lost your audio. Lost your audio. But we can see Dirk is describing very good size monster, monsterish animals. We got a pronghorn, I think, or antelope. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a white tail with some cool, kick, cool kickers on it. That's a big white tail. Yeah. I mean, it's got some good mass to it. And then, you know, pretty decent mule deer, but we've had some dandies out there. But it's not a trophy place. It's really for a Western hunt and have a great time. Now, Dirk, do you live in South Dakota too? I don't. I live in Minnesota, about eight hours away. Minnesota, okay. Cool. Yeah, you can't tell from my accent, then you know, Dave. Oh no, <laughs> it was either like that or Fargo the up in here, or Canada. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm pretty close three. to Fargo. Yeah, Fargo up in here. Yeah, you got. Uh, I used to play a little hockey up there. Stack. You got a stronger accent than Canadians when I just went through Canada. Yeah, yeah. When I yeah, we're <laughs> we're north of Toronto. That's funny. <laughs> Love it, man. <laughs> That's you funny. Dirk, it's been amazing. 
appreciate yeah, you coming so on. Fun, I man. think we definitely got to have you back on to talk about some of the other these other well, brands. Well, uh, and thanks for joining us tonight, you. man. It has been yeah. it was it's it's really it's been great. You've been one of our best guests this season, and definitely one of the funnest. So thank you. I hope I hit record. Yeah, right. And I see the record button, so we're yeah, good. Yeah, well, come. You know, come on out for a little bow fishing adventure or, you know, here in Minnesota or, or out West, it's way more fun in camp to talk, you know, this kind of stuff than, than over the internet. hundred percent. Let's keep in touch and get that done. That'd be great. I really appreciate your time guys. And if there's something, you know, Dave has all the different customers I work with. So if there's something you guys need, just let me know. Um, You know, I just want to get it out to more people and, and uh, let you know what's going on. Derek, thanks so much, man. Have a great night. Thanks, man. Take care, gentlemen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.